0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Now, Sine, when you're recording audio for the podcast, do you think it's important that the audience members or our listeners can actually understand what we're saying?
0: No, I actually think it's really important that they have no idea what we're saying and also that we have a confusing storyline so that they leave the cinema going, what did I just watch?
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, have I got the film for you? (laughs) That theme song you just listened to is for I Only Like You In Movies, which is good because that's the podcast that we're doing. My name's Lonnie. I'm here with, I say here with. Oh,
0: We're not here with.
1: We're here with you in the digital realm, <laughs> and by that I mean that Snae and I have uploaded our consciousness to the cloud.
0: We basically, you know, that episode of Black Mirror, mm. where we had the little thing on our brain—that's mm. us right now.
1: That's it. It's We're nice in up San here. San Yeah.
0: It's the '80s.
1: Woo!
0: I don't know that I wanted, would have wanted to be alive in the '80s. Would I have?
1: No internet was there, so. True. But no, no COVID, no Donald Trump being president, so.
0: These are good things.
1: Mm. Anywho, <laughs> we have seen Tenet. Now, I saw this a few months ago now because it came out in Brisbane a bit earlier and then Melbourne finally got rid of the COVID clusters that are happening and it's been released in Melbourne. And I felt bad for you people in Melbourne. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, so excited, i are going to go see Tenet. And I was like, oh, don't bother, guys.
0: That was the only film that was showing that I hadn't seen or that I was interested in.
1: And then it happened. You and saw it? it. Happened. Sorry, hey.
0: Here's the thing. Here's, here's what I'm going to put to you. Is Christopher Nolan just riding off the high of Dark Knight and Inception for his entire career? Potentially. Because Dunkirk wasn't good. This isn't good.
1: Interstellar gets a good rap, but I'm not a fan I of it. I didn't
0: enjoy it. Uh, Is he actually bad?
1: Well, no, I think he's a good filmmaker. Well, he makes interesting films, but are they good? I guess is a different question. Mm-hmm. They're well made and they've got themes and they've, they're have they interesting. They make you think and they generate money and discourse. But, yeah, you're right. Are they actually good? <laughs> well, first of all, what is the story? I'm not sure.
0: That's a great question. <laughs> There's a guy um, and then he makes friends with Robert Pattinson and then together they try to stop Kenneth Branagh from getting all of the nuclear stuff to cause a world war, but also end civilization, but also it implode mm. the world. Mm-hmm. And then there's time travel sort of.
1: So I listened to the Weekly Planet, Mr. Sunday Movies and Meso talking about this. And they were saying it's like the, the general plot is quite easy to understand. You know, there's a bad guy and they're trying to stop him. Mm-hmm. But not to say I'm better or I know more than these guys, but every film could be distilled to something very simple. It doesn't mean the film itself was <laughs> was presented in a...
0: Decipherable. Yeah, uh, you know,
1: exactly. <laughs> Harry Potter is just a guy trying to stop a bad guy. Well, yeah, but other stuff happens that I can understand what happens in that yeah. story, you know.
0: We're going to get into spoilers with this, right? Because oh, it's pretty yeah. much impossible to review this yeah. film without getting into so spoilers. So if
1: you don't listen to any spoilers, don't listen past this. Just say, I didn't like the movie and Sine...
0: I kind of did. Kinda I don't did. know. Yeah. Opening, okay, so my first, my first yep. point of point of order, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kenneth Branagh's beard.
1: <laughs> the important stuff first. Yes. Yeah.
0: I just like to get it out of the way first. Uh-huh. Okay. So you know how regular people, or regular men, when they grow a beard or people who can grow beards, it's like right up to the bottom lip, right? And then <laughs> on the side of that little like patch of hair, there's like no hair. And then it goes round into the beard. Kenneth Branagh doesn't have that. He has like hair all the way down, which makes his beard look very fake. And I don't know whether it's a fake beard or a real beard. And to be honest, that's what I was focusing on for a lot of this film.
1: (laughs) Which part of the face are you talking about? What do you mean
0: which part of the face? Like, you know, lips.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've heard of them, yes. And then
0: like underneath the bottom lip, there's hair, right? And then... If you draw a vertical line of that hair to the chin,
1: mm. okay. there's a
0: space either side that's like doesn't yeah. have any hair. Yes. On most people.
1: Most people. But you're Do you saying understand what I mean? Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of him right now. Oh, <laughs> I can okay. I can see what you're talking about, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But so, his beard distracting.
0: His beard goes all the way up. But it doesn't. Okay. Look at his face when he <laughs> has like stubble. Like the first one that... Shows up on Google Images. Yeah. Oh, no, he kind of does. See how he's got... Okay, hang on. Let me find someone. Beard, ma- beard man. <laughs> oh, no, most of the beard mans have the same thing. Oh, that doesn't help me. Oh,
1: God. What is it about Kenneth Brenner then that disturbs you?
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting it to be pyro.
1: Maybe. Well, I'm going to send you this picture of Kenneth Brenner and this should... Make things better for you. Maybe. Just just waiting a little bit for this picture to go through, which is good content for audio podcasts because it's
0: really great because they can definitely see the picture.
1: <laughs> but then you can describe the picture and it's funny.
0: Oh, I received the picture. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> is that Helen Bonham Carter?
1: I believe so. Getting felt up by Kenneth. In a, in a in a in sh- a shot for a movie, I believe, not just like on the street or anything.
0: I don't know how I feel about this and I don't think I like it.
1: That's like
0: although his hair Wonderful. That would be how released. How it is!
1: Like Gilbert Lockhart gone, gone rogue.
0: Oh, like the fan fiction <laughs> yeah. stories about him. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: him and, and Bellatrix. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So um, tenet.
0: weird, weird beard is is the first point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Second point, they literally had. If I can't have her, no one else can. As mm. a plot point of the film. Yeah. A weird incel thing mm. that gets made fun of online. They did 100% sincerely in this film.
1: It really makes you wonder if Christopher Nolan or filmmakers in general, but this guy because he made this movie, do they understand women and men? Like,
0: <laughs> I don't think they understand human beings.
1: Yeah. It's...
0: His, I don't think Christopher Nolan is a good writer.
1: Mm.
0: I think he's great at coming up with cool concepts mm-hmm. and then I think he needs to learn how to step back and give that to a scriptwriter to write better dialogue. Here are some wonderful dialogue things, excerpts. Okay. I am the protagonist.
1: Well, he is, isn't he? That's what the protagonist always says in movies.
0: I am the protagonist going through the story. Mm. Also, when he and Arpatz are saying goodbye in the battlefield, why did that go on for like 10 minutes, saying the same thing? <laughs> They're like, hey, you never tell me who recruited you. Haven't you guessed? You did. You've known me for years. It's the end of a beautiful friendship. For me, it's just the beginning. We get up to some stuff. Yeah. The whole creation is Temple Princess. Who? Yours. See you in the beginning. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, like, what? <laughs> just say, you're saying the same thing.
1: I know. Do you want
0: to put the themes of the movie just in dialogue?
1: Well, as as James and Meso said, it's like there's so many parts of this film that are Kind of obtuse and hard to understand but that bit which was already pretty obvious it's is so just obvious. Re- repeated over and over
0: <laughs> he saw the goddamn orange little necklace thing on the backpack right yeah that's enough to figure out yeah. i mean i picked that it was going to be him in the cage anyway yeah given that there were so many lingering shots on the body in the cage hmm. but like we're not dumb it's like they thought we were smarter than we were for certain bits but then thought we were stupid for other bits
1: and it's funny i find this sometimes when somebody who's not i guess they're not well versed or not experienced in this genre which he kind of is i guess because he's made but um like having that sort of twist is like a common thing in sci-fi right that'd be like that'd be a standard twist in a doctor who episode for example um but here it was treated as if it was this huge twist like oh this guy is he's always been there yeah Okay. <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> I mean, you've been setting it up the whole film, so I was kind of expecting it, but sure.
1: And I'll, I'll, back to your earlier point, though, about Elizabeth Tabiki. She's great. I love she Elizabeth Tabiki. Like She's a, a great actor and, and great performance and a cool character. So tall. Very tall, and shown to be tall, which is good. Mm. But, like, dude, you're like a, a Russian warlord, aren't you? You've got guns. Like, you can get, get any woman you wanted.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm confused about. What does the painting have to do with anything?
1: Well, yeah, and that as I'm going to repeat again what my boy said on the podcast. It's like he could kill her, couldn't he, if he wanted to? Or
0: he didn't want to kill her because he wanted to have her, but then she didn't want to be with him.
1: I get it, but doesn't he have enough power to do that without this weird painting I don't know. I don't know. sub point? So yeah. what's
0: the what's the painting? I'm confused by the painting. She runs the painting place,
1: <laughs> the gallery, or like that's it? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's a fake, Goya. And
1: and she knew that, I think, and sold anyway.
0: And sold it to him, knowing Mm. it was a fake. And so when she gets a bit snarky, he just shows her the painting and all of a sudden she's paralysed by fear?
1: Because then she'd go to jail, right?
0: Wow. Jail for selling a fake painting.
1: But isn't he, like, running guns? Couldn't he just say, I'm going to kill you if you don't... But then, like...
0: If he told them what was happening and she'd go to jail, he'd so- surely go to jail. He's got all these weapons there.
1: Yeah. It's weird, mm-hmm. isn't it? I don't really get it personally. Also, um, the whole world's going to die, and that includes my son.
0: Oh, it's a terrible line.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: The whole world, guys. But then <laughs> here's a question. They're like, oh, it's going to be preventing World War III. Ah. Huh. But then how can it be a World War III if everyone on Earth is dying? Mm. Or is it going to be like a Chernobyl thing where a certain population is dying? I'm, I'm just oh. so
1: confused. I'm not particularly sure about that, to be honest. And having said that, I saw this a few months ago, so I, I, it's, it's probably a bit more fresh in your mind. Also, I was listening and trying to understand the dialogue <laughs> as well as this convoluted plot and I, that was hard to do.
0: So what was with the dialogue? It was just mixed weird.
1: Apparently, yeah, and... It's not just us in our cinema screenings. Apparently it's a common thing across the world and people have been commenting on it. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just weirdly mixed. Maybe because he can, he knows the words because he you know, <laughs> wrote them and directed them on set and he knows what's going on so he doesn't see it as, as important to include it. But or maybe it's also like, it's not so much the words but the feeling is the important part of the experience. But no, I feel like the words are important.
0: The words are important. Yeah. And see, here's my thing. I've always stated on this podcast that I believe in order to understand a film, everything should be in that film for me to understand, mm-hmm. right? I shouldn't have to go home and do extra research. I don't know that everything was in this film. Even if I went to see it again, I still don't know that I would get it. For example, well, mm-hmm. what was the concert thing? How yeah. did that relate to anything?
1: Not really sure. Why did Was he, go- he there?
0: Why, Why was he there?
1: Why did you go live in a windmill for a few weeks? In a windmill? Oh, uh, lighthouse, it was on sorry. A ship. Ship. No, I thought it was on kind of like a windmillish sort of area. It was? In the ocean. <laughs> An ocean windmill, I think it was.
0: An ocean windmill, yeah. right. <laughs> I'm so confused. So, why didn't Elizabeth Debicki killing Kenneth Branagh change anything? Because they stopped the bomb?
1: Because they they found where the bomb was, didn't they?
0: They had to stop the bomb going into mm. the hole in the earth mm-hmm. that the crazy Russian guy was trying to do, right?
1: Yeah, but didn't he have like a, a kill switch sort of thing on him? If he died, that was all going to blow up. But they yeah, must, I thought so. But... but they must have nullified that.
0: And also, <laughs> in that universe, Elizabeth Tiberki and her son come back on the boat and find dead Kenneth Branner. Well, shouldn't that have been what happened then? Mm. If it's all a cycle and we all have to keep doing the same thing to do Mm. the cycle, I don't know.
1: Yes, and the whole thing about the... It's not so much time travel, right? It's that some things, people and also items, can just have their progress through time time reversed. So it's not so much you go in a box and then you're back three weeks later. It's just you've been... So all of a sudden, you're experiencing time backwards. If you go well, into I, the, no? I was
0: confused by that because then I was I thought that they had to already have done that because remember the woman in the beginning was like you have to have dropped it in order to pick it up. Yeah. So he would have to have gone somewhere. Mm. I, I don't know.
1: For that, is there no free will then? Because you have to have done something in the past or in the I future. I think are stuck in a loop. That's how mm. I read it. Yeah. Not clear. And maybe I'm just dumb, and we're all dumb and not as smart as the people making this film. But um, my problem is, yeah, there are these twisty, bendy, timey, whimey sort of things going on.
0: Jeremy, bear me, baby. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> and the sort of things that a repeated viewing probably would probably clarify, but I just don't want to. The film just, with the sound design and the convoluted plot and making it so unclear what's happening. And some of those sequences, like, shoved into your face, what's going on, you know, as you said Mm -hmm. at the end. It's like, I just don't feel like watching any more of this.
0: I see. I'm not as put off by it as you are. There was something in there that I liked. I don't know what. I mean, I'm intrigued by it and I want to understand it, but I'm annoyed about the fact that I'd have to go pay extra money to see Mm -hmm. it again to understand it.
1: Yes, it's certainly not one you just put on and enjoy in the background or if you're feeling a bit shit, you'll put this one on to be reminded of your favourite movie, for yeah. me at least. Um, so, you said you had an article there that tried to explain some of the elements. Do you want to...? Oh, let's do it. Let's have a look I at that. I might just run
0: through run through some of my other questions
1: perhaps oh, okay. before we get into sure.
0: what will hopefully give us the answers. Okay. So, another question I had was, you've got the turny-timey things, right? That you go in and you do a little turn and you're suddenly back in time.
1: <laughs> yeah, you turn around with your jazz hands and you're
0: like, <laughs> can you have jazz hands with the universal signal for like Ta-da. time travel?
1: Ta-da. Maybe it is.
0: Anyway, so there's one in the battlefield and there's the one in the airplane hangar. Do they have like pre-programmed time that you go back by? Because like know. when Arpats was going into mm. the one in the battlefield, he saw himself come out right, and you have to see yourself come mm. out before you go in, so then you know you've done it and it's all good. But what if you got in there and it took him back like three years? No one's at the battlefield.
1: Mm. Yeah, so is there like a, a uh, like a little computer you put the numbers in sort of thing or something? Or?
0: but they never pre-programmed anything. Yeah, they just got in. I just got in. Also, so with the loop thing, Arpaz is always stuck in a loop, right? But he dies in the cage every time? He has to, doesn't he? Because when he was saying goodbye to old mate in the desert, mm. And he went into the cave. That was because he knew he had to go die.
1: Yeah. So because
0: he gets shot in the head.
1: And that, that's his end of his story, sort of. Yeah. He's just going backwards rather than forwards, like the protagonist is.
0: I think. Mm-hmm. I think. Right. Okay. So, when the soldier guy was like, "Psych, I'm not going to kill you," mm. but you can't ever go back to your. You can't ever try and find yourself. So there's two versions of him then.
1: I suppose so.
0: And he can't ever find himself because that would mess up time or something.
1: Well, generally speaking, yeah, that's what you, you can't do that with time travel. But
0: Is that what they meant? I don't know. When they were like dissecting the code thing into the separate pieces mm. and were like, take this somewhere and destroy it and then go kill yourself?
1: <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I checked out by this point. <laughs> Just sitting also, there with my arms crossed being like, this, this sucks.
0: Was Kenneth sending gold bars to himself in the past? Or was someone else sending that to him? mm. When he was in the Chernobyl sort of thing, gathering yeah. the plutonium. Yeah. And he opened the case and he found the letter and had the gold bars. I was confused if that was himself starting the gathering of the weapons process. Uh,
1: I don't know. Was he selected by the people in the future? Is that the idea?
0: Well, I don't know. That's what I'm confused mm. by. Was he selected by the Indian lady? I don't know. So I'm,
1: I'm probably sure my ignorance of this film, but... To be honest, I saw it a few months ago and haven't thought about it much since because it annoyed me so much. So,
0: Also, I saw someone online try and say that Elizabeth Debicki's son was Robert Pattinson. Potentially. I didn't get that at all.
1: Is that just the fan theory or is that supposed to be? I don't know. What we get. Hmm, Interesting. Would she have been happy to let the whole world die if her son was okay? Is that the implication of that? Yeah, I think that? so.
0: I think I think that's what we're all mm, getting to here. That she would have been. Let me pull up this article. If you want to read along, it's on Vulture and it's called a beat by beat explanation of what happens in Tenet.
1: Because really,
0: apparently mm. that's what we need to do now.
1: I just right. I understand women love their children, or mothers love their children, and so do fathers. That's totally fine. And it was just like that's her one characteristic is the problem, I think. for me that that she would she's put so
0: one-dimensional. Yeah. she's so one dimensional she's so mother who has to protect her child
1: yes and wow. woman who's being
0: abused by her abused husband. by
1: a partner yeah
0: i mean she did good elizabeth did, he did well in that role for not having much to work mm. with <laughs> and i really like her as an actor mm. but that that character was not well written at all
1: yes unfortunately okay, okay. take me through this l- this article
0: right so They said there are two things that don't get explained until later in the film but are worth covering up top. Mm -hmm. The first is the whole movie takes place in a world where the future has declared war on the present because it's upset about climate change. Okay. I didn't get that at all.
1: They mentioned that, I think, but yeah.
0: So then they do inversion and then send the things back in time.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So time travel in this movie works according to a closed loop theory. Aha, I was right. Mm -hmm. Everything that has happened in the past has already happened like in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yes.
1: The best film of the series. It's
0: honestly my favourite. So they had to keep doing that, right?
1: Hmm.
0: Arpatz kept having to go back in the cage because he had already gone back in the cage. So he had to just do the loop.
1: He'd already done it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So John David Washington is a CIA agent with a false flag terror attack at the Kiev Opera. His life is saved by a mysterious figure... And then he's captured by the baddies.
1: I did enjoy I that. Thought... Sorry, go on. No, you go. I was just saying, I really enjoyed the first sequence. That was edgy seat stuff.
0: Yeah, it was then great. And the
1: rest of it. No. <laughs> Back your seat stuff after that.
0: So I thought that it was going to turn out that Arpatz was the other guy that was captured who gave him the cyanide pill
1: mm.
0: to have some sort of link. Because mm. otherwise, I don't really understand why that sequence happened. It mm. happened so he could be put on a special project. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, you're right. It is a windmill. Hey. The reason he has to live in a windmill is to get his present self out of the way so his future self can operate freely during this part of the timeline. Ah. But they don't explain this in the moment, so it seems like they just want to get him really good at push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> True. Okay, I didn't get that at all. Then he goes and sees Fleur de Lacour. Preach. And they find the bullet. And mm-hmm. then the bullet is traced to the arms dealer in Mumbai where he meets RPATs.
1: And And then they run out the building, which is pretty cool. They run
0: out the building and then they find Priya. Yes. Okay. So she sold those bullets to Kenneth Branagh. And that Oh God. And then to get to Kenneth (laughs) Branagh you have to go through Elizabeth DeBicke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Michael Caine gave the protagonist a fake painting so that he could go meet Elizabeth Debicki. okay. i'm I'm I've got it so far. You with me?
1: I forgot Michael Caine was in the film.
0: It's just one scene. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then he goes and sees her. and then she explains that she can't leave because of her son. <laughs> and then he beats up some guys with oh, with the greater. Do you remember the greater? Oh, yeah, That's pretty cool. Okay. So, they're trying to steal a forged painting, the Goya, right? Mm. And that's the one that's in the that airplane hangar
1: thing. Oh, uh, that's right.
0: Okay. So, they pose as fancy people. They check what's going on because they need to steal the painting. They never stole the painting, though.
1: Because they just, they just fight each other, don't they?
0: Yeah. Also, that was treated like the biggest plot twist. It's like, obviously, Arpat saw that it was either him or mm. the protagonist guy, and mm. that's why he did that like I don't know why that was treated like oh my god it's him
1: yeah as I said before that's just a common thing that you expect in a time travel story right yeah so why is it treated as
0: oh okay there's no painting in the vault because they knew they were coming that's right it gets foiled the plane gets foiled and so there was a device which was the turnstile in the vault mm. which is the backwards in time timey-wimey thing so the people in the vault were the one person backwards and forwards I don't know if that makes sense.
1: This explainer is just as confusing as the film. It
0: really is. <laughs> then they do a heist in Tallinn and find that it wasn't plutonium, but it was the timey stuff. Oh. And then Kenneth Branagh's wearing oxygen in the car because he's going backwards. Mm. And then he shoots Elizabeth Debicki And then somehow she's fine. And then I don't. I'm I'm over it. I'm over the (laughs) Bible.
1: That's what I'm saying of the movie. It's not good. And again, this I'm just repeating what another podcast review said. So that's great content for our listeners. But they said that um, if Christopher Nolan wanted to make a Bond sort of film about heists and going across, you know, globe trotting sort of. In action sequences and planes crashing into buildings and stuff, you can do that without having a really complicated plot around it, which makes no sense. You can have a simple plot, in fact. The bad guy's got a weapon. He's going to, you know, he's threatening to blow up the planet. Yeah, do that. Just do that. It's fine.
0: I'm sorry. Do you know anything about the Sator or Rotus Square?
1: Oh, I've mentioned, I've seen something about it in relation well, to this. that's apparently
0: what inspired him. Because mm. it's got tenant in it, yeah, and also opera.
1: Yeah, pretty, pretty clever stuff. <laughs> God,
0: what is this movie? I don't
1: know it's confounding. Maybe I'll come back to it in a year or two and work out why it's so good. And, and I really, I, not... I, I hate criticizing filmmakers and films because obviously everyone's tried really hard and they've done their best, and it's tremendous um, achievement even if it's a bit confusing and everything, so. Um. I liked
0: parts of it. Like, I liked the fight sequences. I liked the back in time thing. I actually kind of liked, I know you mentioned that you were a bit confused about them going, like, forwards and backwards in the same fight. I didn't mind that. Mm. I thought I was, it kind of helped me understand that, okay, it was happening simultaneously.
1: Yeah. Fair enough.
0: But then I think that's the only bit I liked. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, our pats was good. Oh, of course,
0: yeah. Our bat, bat, and bat. As our boys would say, <laughs> That's
1: his name? That's, that's his name, Rob Bat and Bat Matt. Um, I can't wait for his Batman movie. I wonder if that'll so be good. as confusing. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not. No, it's just a, it's a bit of a shame in some ways because this film was supposed to save cinema this year, and it hasn't. And that's not the film's fault. It's just you know certain countries' inability to control un, to control this virus, which does seem quite difficult to do don't get me wrong but we could have a functioning society like in australia we do for the most part at the moment other places around the world which have a huge impact on the films that get made uh, haven't done so so that's Mm. but maybe it's just maybe it's the change that was bound to happen anyway with streaming and other services becoming more and more apparent
0: i don't know i think nolan's a bit on his high horse about his movies and i think he's just Mm. get knocked down a peg And stop writing your movies. The the dialogue is so awful. I can't remember the line. I'm going to need to Google it, see if I can Mm. find it. But it's something that Arpat says when they're in the car. Mm. And it's the most on-the-nose bloody thing. (laughs) Probably topped only by that conversation they have in the desert where it's like, this is the end of a beautiful friendship, which, like, we get the reference. Come on, mate.
1: Stop. Yeah. Uh, well, just on, don't write dialogue. On my other podcast, mm. <laughs> I miss you, man. With my good friend Dylan, we talked about Batman in one of the early episodes, and we talked about The Dark Knight. Obviously, it's a classic film. and we, Don't get me wrong; it's not a it you does. can't you can't fault it really. No, but we both said we preferred Batman Begins because um the idea that that was actually a Batman movie, and the and The Dark Knight is a movie that Batman happens to be in. But I'm really thinking, are those the last two really good movies he made? Like, there have been good parts. Inception, Inception, I guess.
0: Which has now been a meme. But let's not forget, when that first Mm. came out, it was amazing. And it's a really great film.
1: And I like The Prestige. I think you have problems with that as well, don't you?
0: They killed the birds. (laughs) Not liking a film, where they hurt animals.
1: Fair enough. Um, That's similarly playing with timelines and stuff but it seemed to make sense when i watched it at least it didn't um. really
0: make sense to me though to be fair mm. so maybe that was just a precursor
1: <laughs> maybe but but there was enough in it that i liked that i you know made the effort to watch it again i suppose so that's that's mm. a difference there but am i yeah. correct
0: in understanding that they filmed some of tenet backwards
1: i'm not sure they, they might have they probably I would thought have had there was to. a thing, yeah.
0: thing about it where they found out ways to make things look like they were backwards
1: so they choreographed it yeah. backwards or forwards. I was going to say so, that I think
0: yeah. if, they, if they did do this, which I'm just going to Google quickly, the one bit that I saw that was a little bit janky was when they were in the two rooms, the red room and the blue room before mm. Elizabeth Debicki gets shot and Kenneth mm. Browning has her and she's got a mask on and they sort of rewind and yeah. he puts the mask back on her. That felt a bit clunky. Okay. That's the only thing.
1: Fair enough, fair enough.
0: Yeah, Christopher Nolan film Tenet's time inversion scenes, both forwards and backwards.
1: Interesting way to it. I guess
0: so that you could mm. intersperse
1: mm. In the stuff. But... Ramp it either way. Yeah. I don't know. Some of it is potentially, though, that he's just on another level with his filmmaking and Maybe his brain. Maybe he's a
0: genius and yeah. we're all, like, just not on the same wavelength. But...
1: Well, Memento, let's not forget that. He's one of his first movies. Oh, is, true, is yeah. pretty strange. <laughs> But maybe it's as they, the films get more and more technical in the sense of it's about big stunts and about you know, more about these wider, broader themes rather than you know, the essentials of telling a good story. Maybe that's the problem I'm having where I feel like I'm put at arm's length away from these characters and the, the story and I'm just watching this filmmaker make films rather than being invested in the story. Is that, yeah. is that a valid argument I've just made up now?
0: Sure. Yeah, all right. Let's go with that. <laughs> I mean, like he hasn't made a a lot of bad films. Like I'm watching what he's made. Memento, Batman Begins, Prestige, Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, Interstellar, Dunkirk, Tenet. Like he picks what he's doing. Yes. And he's consistently done one around every 3 years.
1: Yes, and you, you can't say that they're not worth seeing, even they're if interesting they're, films.
0: Yeah. yeah. At, like Worst case scenario, they're interesting yeah. and they get you to think.
1: <laughs> That's right. And there's you know, not one you've like, oh, I've wasted um, my money going and watching this one now. That's mm-hmm. They are definitely worthwhile. But yeah, as, as they've gone along though, I've, I've liked them less and less just on a you know, personal level, even if I've appreciated that they're yeah. still tremendous feats. So
0: yeah. I didn't love Dunkirk either. I didn't like the three days, three hours, three mm. weeks mm-hmm. thing. I think he's just trying to be a bit too tricky i mean you said something the other day about how if this film had you know one of the twists maybe it would have worked a bit better or even Mm. two but if it's just twisting every two seconds then you're kind of saying i guess it's it's similar to what i felt happen in thor ragnarok Mm. where nothing was taken seriously because everything was a joke and haha so then you kind of tell everyone well, will don't get invested. Yeah, nothing matters. I feel like, yeah, exactly. And I feel like a similar thing's happened to you where it's like, if we're just twisting every two seconds, you may as well just wait and hold off and not get invested into any of the twists until we tell you what actually happens at the mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. And so then you're disengaging from the film. You're only engaging in the beginning and then again at the end to figure mm-hmm. out what you missed. I don't know. I felt like that was kind of happening when I was watching it because I'm like, all right, I'll just let it run, it, do its thing. And then hopefully I eventually understand what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. Tenet.
1: Tenet happened. It was a film. <laughs> it was certainly an experience and it's almost perfect that it came out this year of all the years.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of sums up 2020. Yeah. As a film.
1: <laughs> Disorienting. Doesn't make much sense.
0: Yeah. Seems like it's just one long day stretched out in yeah. time.
1: No one knows what's going on.
0: <sighs> Severe lack of RPATS though. I'll just say that.
1: Yeah, I wish I he was in I really like more. him. Yeah.
0: I've said it, right? Mm. I liked him in Twilight, and then I was like, oh, our pat's gross, as if we ever liked him. And I liked him as Cedric. <laughs> and then now he's doing – like he did Cosmopolis, which was a weird movie, but he mm. was good in it. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of becoming like an adult – I was going to say adult film star. <laughs> Not at all what I was trying to get to, but – Okay. You know, he's doing like proper films now, capital P, oh. proper films.
1: I forgot to mention that I watched um, The Lighthouse – in our recap oh, yeah. episode last week. You haven't seen it yet? No, I think? not yet. Well, he's good in that. So is Willem. So
0: Willem's great and everything.
1: Yeah.
0: But I just think people need to give Pats another go.
1: Yeah.
0: Although famously he said on the press tour he didn't understand Tenet, so <laughs> when he was filming it, which is kind of a bit... Yeah, fair enough. Pro- probably should have understood that, Robert.
1: Um, one more sizzle about my other podcast because we mm-hmm. mentioned Arpatz because obviously he's, he's Batman at the moment. Dylan was telling me about these online rumours that, you know how he, he contracted COVID a few months ago? perhaps no. that is. So, Robert Pattinson apparently got COVID-19 and they had to shut down filming for like two or three weeks.
0: Oh, I didn't know he had it. I saw someone on set had it.
1: Well, the story was that Robert got it. Mm. Dylan's online rumour mill says that that's not true. He didn't get COVID. He just came back from lockdown really skinny and not in shape. <laughs> oh, and so they pretended that he had COVID, so he'd go and um, get buff. <laughs> and the director was furious, apparently, because they've got obviously he's not going to do all the stunts himself, but the stunt guys are all buff and you no know, you cut. And then he's there, and he's like little weedy guy, and he had that oh, interview wow. earlier in the year, and for that, where he's like, I don't work out, and I just have pasta I make in the microwave. I <laughs> so- can't
0: find that anywhere. That cereal <laughs> pasta thing. <laughs> Tyler Oakley did a video uh, yeah making it which is oh, very funny that's funny but I want to find that original I, I wish I was yeah. there to see him make that because surely <laughs> it's not real right surely Probably. it's fake
1: he he does mess with people so that's that's fine anyway His I' don't...
0: died of, in a circus and that's why oh, he's that's terrified right. of clowns
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway yes that's um it's another podcast, a bit more about our pats and his crazy Batman stories. So,
0: well, he seems
1: like an interesting fella. Seems pretty cool. Um, anything else you want to say about Tenet? Just why? Why? I think, yeah. Just why about Tenet? Maybe it'll all make sense. Maybe it'll click into our minds in a few years. We'll be like, oh, now I get it.
0: Well, no, see, I think I get it. Oh. Like, I think I have it. <laughs> I'm just sort of like.
1: You just don't want it. Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, how are you going to rate this out of five? The name.
0: I think I'm going to give it three.
1: Mm, okay.
0: I, l- I liked what it was doing. Yep. Even if I didn't understand it. Okay. What about you? You really disliked this, didn't you? I
1: did. Uh, I'm going to give it like one, one and a half. One and a half. I know. I just it just didn't grab me, and I understand this filmmaking is it's a really difficult medium, and I'm not you know distilling a whole film down to. Five star scale is difficult, but just personally, sorry, Christopher. <laughs> sorry. Well, he's
0: upset with you now. Oh, no. He's going to come to your house. Mm. He's going to demand an explanation and an mm. apology.
1: Yeah. That'd be cooler, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be cool. <laughs> All right. Well, we've reviewed Tenet. That's we've done our duty. <laughs> if you've liked our podcast, being back, I reckon you should tell some friends. Maybe give us a follow on Twitter. Maybe share something about the, our podcast.
0: We're going to say something now. Mm. And then, if you've got someone who you want to introduce to the podcast, you can just play them this bit and then it'll like hook them. Are you ready? Okay. So, play now. Ha ha ha. What a funny joke, Lonnie. Oh my goodness. We're so funny and have really insightful and interesting things to say about movies.
1: Well said, colleagues <laughs> and A.
0: Don't you think that it would be great if we had lots of people to listen to the podcast?
1: It would be great. We would be good podcasters to you, and we would be your friends and take you out to dinner. And
0: I'm not taking them out to dinner.
1: <laughs> I will, anyway, if Innocene doesn't, because I'm lonely. Please listen.
0: You can't take all our listeners out to dinner.
1: I do, though. I will.
0: Well, you, I mean, you've taken Maura and Erica out, so that's
1: That is true. Two from true. And I've gone with Ashley a few times, so just mean the ladies. God <laughs> Ladies man Lonnie, that's what they call me.
0: Do <laughs> Alright, don't play
1: this for your friends. This is getting a bit too, too integral, so. Anyway, moving on. Um, thanks for listening.
0: <laughs> Sorry, and bye.
1: Bye. To the ladies out there. Don't
0: say that. It sounds bye. like a creepy, Well, but- Okay. They don't voice. know they
1: don't know I'm not creepy, so it does seem creepy, doesn't it? I'm not it creepy. Does. So,
0: Well that's even creepier if you have to oh, preface it by saying I'm not creepy. Bye. <laughs> hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.